All right, gentlemen, you guys ready? Yeah. Not really, but yeah. As always, never ready. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dolls. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, a.k.a. P-Dub. And how we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live. Go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Dion Primetime Sanders. Great Dion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I could, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, Dose fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What's happening, guys? This is Logan from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here on this gorgeous, gorgeous Tuesday evening. It is August 11th, one day away from month kickoff until, um, let me make sure I said that clearly, one day until a month from kickoff uh, here in, Doak, in Tallahassee and Doak Campbell Stadium against Georgia Tech. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, a lot of conference stuff going on. We are going to give our thoughts on that. The latest from the ACC, SEC, and Big 12, too. Uh, we're going to give our thoughts also on Chapman and Briggs opting out. We're actually going to jump into a full defensive depth chart projection, too. We're going to give our top three worst fruits to eat. And we're going to run through basketball. And then FSU trivia at the end. Um, and then uh, we're going to talk about Michael Ojo uh, to start off the podcast, too. Um, as always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. If you're on iTunes, feel free to rate us five stars. We will shout you out, shout you out on the next podcast. Um, really appreciate you guys listening lately. We've seen a growth, uh, and we hope to keep it up. Um, also, later in this podcast, we will be joined by Bryce McGowan's four-star top 35 recruit in the 2021 class. Um, he talks about Leonard Hamilton and a whole load of other things with his commitment in the number one class. Um, and I should say Bryce McGowan's. Um, and so really excited about that. And um, I'm ready to get started. Let me introduce Dustin Lewis, our lead writer and editor, and also our lead basketball writer, Austin VZ. Why did it take you a Adam. second to say his name? Because he was thinking Adam. <laughs> yeah, I keep on forgetting. I keep on forgetting um, Adam and no. Austin's names. <laughs> it's just everywhere. I'm screwing everything up. Uh, but I, I want to jump in before we get into everything and you know talk football and basketball and whatnot. I, I want to get into some pretty sad news um, that we were told earlier over the weekend. Um, former Seminole. Uh, Michael Ojo uh, passed uh, after a heart attack, a really severe uh, situation. Um, Michael Ojo obviously was just a huge leader and the kind of really started paving the path. And I'm sure Austin can comment on it too here in a second, but really started paving the path and some really good leadership for Leonard Hamilton um, and, and starting to bring up the program as a whole. 
but it was just really rough, really rough news to wake up to and, and really kind of put a, a hammer down on anything that I really wanted to do for the rest of the day. I really didn't have a lot of motivation and it was just a crappy day, but I, I thought, you know, to kind of send it to a positive route, you know, kind of give our thoughts on, on, um, on Ojo, but also, you know, maybe talk about a fun and awesome memory that we had of him. I'll let y'all go first since I've got a lot of Ojo stories. So I'll, I'll let you two lead, it, lead this one off. Dustin, you go right ahead. You're, you're Mr. Tom. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a favorite memory on the court of Ojo, but really just every time during the years he was on the team, every time walking into the Tucker Center for warm-ups and just seeing this giant human being on the court. I mean, it, there's, there's nothing like seeing a guy, a guy like Ojo. Just huge, muscular, no body fat on him. He was a very, very special guy. Not only athletically, but like we talked about off the court, he, he did a lot of good things in Tallahassee. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, he did a really, he was just a big leader in both on the court and, and outside of it. And that's what Leonard Hamilton talked about too in, in his statement about him, how big of a presence he was, not only just for the university, but also as a town in Tallahassee. Uh, but probably my favorite memory, and I'm kind of the same route as Dustin. Uh, I, I remember going to a game when I was younger and just walking in and, you know, all this hype about Ojo being a big, big guy, but seeing him, seeing him in person, I was like, Holy mother F this guy <laughs> is huge. How is this allowed? Um, he's going to murder these kids with the amount of strength <laughs> he has. I mean, he was, he was a freaking giant. Yeah. Um, but you know, he was a gentle giant and that, that's something that I think is hitting Tallahassee hard. You know, he was just such a good guy. He wanted to learn really, you know, I, I believe him and coach ham and, and Stan Jones probably had a really, 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 um, a, a close relationship. And I'm sure Austin has a lot more to, to speak on it too. So it's funny. The first person I ever met at Florida state was Michael Ojo. I went to take, like, you know how, when you're a high school kid, you go and take college visits. He was the first person I ran to on Florida State's campus in the Moore Center. And he's just, he's exactly what you think. He's this huge human being, but he's so nice. He's greeting everyone there, saying, welcome to Florida State. Really hope you choose Florida State. Um, then the summer before I started working Florida State basketball, you have to work the basketball camp. And just so I could say, hey, this guy's a hard worker, so, so, on, and so, so on and so forth. And um, we're going to lunch. And he fits into this tiny 1990s Honda Civic. <laughs> I don't know how he fit in, but he did. And he starts leaning over and starts honking the, the horn on the driver's side just as we're going to lunch. And the, the guy who was driving with his room, he's like, come on, Ojo, what are you doing? And he's just laughing, just having a good time. Um, he, re he really was, he was such a nice guy. And when I woke up Friday to three separate texts and a phone call, it's just, it, like Logan said, it put a really sour mood on my whole day. Um, I remember after we beat Florida that year, he, you know, he wrote on the whiteboard, we, we just beat the damn Gators. Um, <laughs> I tweeted that video out. Um, there was a, I don't think the video after we beat Duke went out, but he, we got in the locker room, and he just walks in, plans himself, and says, there's a new sheriff in town, and everyone just screams and shouts. Um, we were then that summer after that season. Um, we 
we were all taking our summer trip to Jamaica, but he was still in town, just working out, getting ready, trying to make the NBA. Um, and I was working him out. <laughs> he, he's a, he walks up and he says, hey, white man, you're going to Jamaica too, right? I'm like, yeah, Joe, I'm, going, I'm going to Jamaica too. And he goes, you know, Jamaica's got some stuff down there. You don't want to get in too much trouble. Um, <laughs> it, it's just the way Ojo was. And like, the world lost one of its best down-to-earth people. Um, everyone he ever came across, he put a smile on their face, made their face, or made their day a little bit better. He may have been cooking African soul food at four in the morning that made his roommates a little bit upset, but um, he was he was seriously just the nicest <laughs> guy. And he, and he sounded like it too, and, and interviews and you know national media loved them. You know, whenever big games were going on, because they got to sit there and interview him and look how big his shoe was and everything. But he also had a really unique background story, um, and there, there's tons of things on YouTube that you can go look up and on the internet that I suggest you do. But Michael Ojo um, passed on Friday, and our biggest condolences to him, family, his wife. And also the coaching staff at FSU. I'm, I'm sure as a program, it's been very tough on them. All right, so let's get into some football to start off the podcast. I'm, I'm amped up. I, I'm amped. We just got some news. This is kind of breaking now. We're doing this live here in the Discord. Big 10 and Pac-12 earlier today decided to postpone their football um, until the spring, we'll see if that yeah. happens. I doubt that's going to yeah. happen, but we'll discuss it. But the ACC, SEC made their statements that a, they are still on track to play this season. And breaking right now, the Big 12 presidents just wrapped up their call. The league is going to continue to pursue playing this season. A schedule which was already prepared will be released in the near future. Uh, this is coming from Pete. The Mel uh, from his source. So the Big 12, ACC, and SEC are still planning to play. It's game on. How you guys? What What are y'all's first thoughts from this? I think it's huge because now you have the majority of the Power Five conferences leaning towards still playing football this fall. And you know, maybe if the Big 12 would have opted out, the ACC and SEC would have felt more pressure to do the same. But now, now they're just going to keep monitoring the situation, and we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I feel like me still being a negative Nancy. Like I still, I'm still doubtful. This season's <laughs> Stop. played. Get him out of here. Get him out of Discord. It's <laughs> <laughs> just there's so many obstacles to overcome. Um, it's like it, it's it's a positive sign right now. They've got three Power Five conferences saying, "Yeah, let's do it." Mm-hmm. But. And I just, uh, I'm still, I'm still not liking the season's chances. I, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of the players and also coaches, mainly the big 10 have come out then, and Norvell too, after his round table with Ron DeSantis, Florida's governor, uh, David Coburn, Florida state's athletic director and Florida state's president, John Thrasher, you know, a lot of these programs and the coaches are telling you know national media and local media that you know the their protocols and everything that they've been going through and their scheduling has worked out pretty seamlessly. Everything's been going through smoothly. If guys are you know guys are getting tested, um, Florida State actually uh, and Thrasher announced that they have their own testing center now. 
that will be huge for at least Florida side, say Florida State side of things. But the the biggest thing, you know, is you you keep the players away from going home. Um, if you don't have a scheduled system going on with these guys, you either have them going home, taking remote classes or, you know, partying and, and the players admit it too, you know, it's better for them to stay on schedule more than anything. And then you kind of stay kind of in your, it's not really a bubble, but it's a, it's a more smoother thing than saying no football. That's not going to happen in the spring. And that's just from my personal side of things but you're in a system that's keeping you safe. And I think also a lot of parents have been uh, vocal about it. Like uh, Herb, Herb Gaynor, uh, Mari Gaynor's uh, dad said, you know, he supports whatever his son wants to do. And he also thinks that it is a safe route for them to stay inside the program and, and continue to play this season. It's just one of those things where like, it all sounds good in theory, but also college kids are going to college kid. And they <laughs> want to go out. They want to go have a good time. They want to go eat at Guthrie's or Whataburger at two in the morning. Like, that's Dustin. No, nah, it's the average college kid. And plus, these big old linemen and D linemen are going to get hungry. Like, <laughs> I just think about also, people going out to party and things like that. I mean, yeah, even in the NBA, they, they couldn't even stop Lou Williams. So, wow. no, he went to Magic City for the food. Stop it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just like it's, it all sounds good in theory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it all sounds good in theory, but like, <laughs> how, how long are you going to be able to keep kids away being a kid? I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like they've got a safe system going right now, and I think also a lot of the uh, programs, at least, they're going to advertise it as you know, the ACC, SEC, and Big Twelve are, are going to really try to solidify and make sure there's a smooth process going through. You know, today. I don't really give a damn about the Pac-12, um, but uh, the Big Ten, you got Ohio State and Michigan, those big two cats, huge, huge national media college football teams. They're not going to, as of right now, they're not going to play a season. Two of the biggest stadiums, too, in the, in the country, they're not going to play at all this season. Um, Until the spring. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In the spring, and then they're gonna they're gonna have probably like thirty players on the team play, um, and then they're gonna have an NFL combine just shortly after. Um, yeah, that sounds about. And then they're gonna play in the fall, right? So you're gonna ask them to play in the spring. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Yeah. That's the that's the thing about postponing football until the spring. How do you play the next fall? Yeah, no, it's all like it doesn't make any sense. That's all BS. I mean, they're just putting it out there to have, hey, well, we'll reevaluate if things are looking better. Yeah, no. And, I mean, I don't know. I think Good the NCAA is going to have to find some common ground where if Big Ten and Pac-12 want to play, they have to move it up to, let's say, start in December. And then the Big 12, ACC, and SEC move it back to, like, October, November, just so that there's not this four-month gap of players being more rested or working mm-hmm. up or however you want to put it. Yeah, and I also don't understand, you know, you already snap off the playoff situation. I mean, you can't have two playoffs. I mean, and it's just going to be the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. So where do you go in there? Are you just playing the season just to play it? Or players aren't going to be a big fan of that playing throughout a season and not going to one. They, they committed to these schools to want to go to a playoff. They want to go fight for a national championship. If you're going to tell them that they're just going to play, play. 
uh, inside their conference in the spring and just have some fun giddy giddies, you know, tap each other, blah, 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 and not go fight, you know, for, you know, a playoff, you know, tell, tell that to Ohio state players, tell that the Justin Fields who transferred over there, um, tell that to Michigan and Harbaugh that just, I think it's, I think it's going to get start. It's going to start getting nasty here for the rest of the week. Um, I, I'm expecting a lot of coaches <clears throat> to come out and come out with statements. Um, I'm sure they're writing them right now. Cause it's been very, I'm surprised it's been very, this quiet, um, something that's it's, going to get ugly soon. Yeah. And I mean, if the big 10 and PAC 12 don't play football, does that tarnish the national champion that comes out between the ACC, SEC or, or big 12? Because not all five conferences are playing at the same time. And also they're going to allow these kids to transfer so that they can play. Like there, there's a lot of stuff they got to figure out. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the place. And the thing is to be honest, the stuff that's now all over the place is the two conferences that are out. That's now directed towards them. They have a lot more to figure out on their ends, a whole lot more. Right now, these teams have their schedules planned. I know the Big 12 is about to announce theirs that we just learned just a few minutes ago. But SEC, ACC, their Ray roll, Big 12 is right behind them. Um, and they're going to play their season. They're going to get their money from TV ratings. I mean, that, you, I mean, you got to be happy. If you're an FSU fan or dedicated towards you know you want florida state to make some moolah here and there tv ratings and money rights or tv rights for these games are going to be huge for some of these universities um and recruiting i mean and that's why you hold hands and you ride with the sec that that's why you stick with them right <laughs> and, and and also my opinion too and it's probably this is a little too deep but florida state Lost a really good chance in that March of Madness uh, to didn't even get a chance in March of Madness. Didn't even get a chance in the ACC tournament. Um, and the ACC as a whole, obviously, wasn't that great this year, basketball wise. But still, I mean, Florida State was going to make a pretty decent run, and that was going to help the ACC quite a bit, no matter what. And the universities are making some money in March of Madness, but that was completely axed. So that, that's why I think also the ACC is like, we we got to make some money back up. We got to go play some football. You know, yeah, because to your point about March Madness, even though there's only going to be like five teams making the tournament, I mean, that's still a pretty hefty check. And the further they go, which you had three really good teams with Duke, Louisville, and Florida State, and Virginia's getting really hot there at the end. That the further they go, the more money the conference is making. I mean, if you have two of those teams reach the Sweet 16, it's a huge bonus for all of them that they didn't get. Yep, so that it's it's. I, that's why I don't. I'm not surprised with the ACC jumping in and and holding hands with the SEC and, and now Big Twelve to roll in there. You know, just kind of like just holding on and letting the SEC take all the hits. You know, ACC kind of just hides behind them, hides behind the the big brother there, and and is going to try to sneak in and play a season. So um, there's some positives there. Ending on a Tuesday night, it all could change tomorrow, but things look a little bit more optimistic for Florida State to play a game. We're now. Like I said earlier, one day away from the month uh, countdown of a kickoff here in Tallahassee. Uh, we'll see. We got, I'm sure that we got a lot more to learn throughout the rest of the week. Uh, real quick, uh, we first reported that defensive tackle Jamarcus Chapman uh, would be leaving uh, to opt out from the uh, team this upcoming season for 2020. Uh, there is some family stuff there that I think he wants to focus on 
from my source had told me. Uh, and and he's, he's got a lot of uh, things he's got to handle. Um, Jamarcus lost his, his mother um, not too long ago. And also he's taking care of his sister too. So um, there, there's some good reasons there for Jamarcus Chapman to opt out, obviously. And then also Dennis Briggs most recently uh, had a baby. So congratulations to Dennis. Uh, and he has decided also to opt out of the season. So, you know, some, some, both of these guys with some pretty good reasons, obviously. Um, and we wish them the best of luck and, and safety to both them and also their family members. And, and is there, and Dustin, I'll ask this one for you. Losing these two guys, is that a major hit? Is it a blow or shouldn't be too worried? I wouldn't say necessarily a major hit. I mean, Dennis Briggs was expected to be a top reserve this season, and Chapman would likely be in the rotation somewhere. But luckily, at least on defense, that's Florida State's strongest unit, and possibly on the entire team. I mean, the defensive line is absolutely stacked. So there will be some other talented guys that will be able to fill in where they left off. Well, let's jump into some fall depth chart projections. We're going defensive. We went offensive last week. You guys can go check that out. Uh, we spent about 50 minutes talking on the offensive side of things. So we got Florida State's defense to talk about, which I think I'm, I know I'm personally really excited to talk about and also see on the field uh, here in about a month. Um, but let, let's jump into it. You guys ready? For sure. If Austin's not going to say anything. Yeah, Austin's a basketball nerd. I don't, so. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he's over here play, playing 2K. Um, so let's jump in. Fox defensive end. Uh, we'll start off with Janarius Robinson. Obviously, now with Dennis Briggs being out, you got to look for someone behind him to step up, and that's going to create a good conversation here. Uh, but to start off, you got a guy with experience, Janarius Robinson coming coming back. Um, you want to hope to see a little bit more consistency uh, and he'll be utilizing a lot of different packages too. He's got a little bit more um, versatility uh, and athleticism to him, uh, maybe more than Kando as a whole. He can kind of be more shifty around, but Janaris Robinson is your expected starter at defensive end. Yeah, I completely agree. And with the Fox defensive end, it's going to require the DN to, to be set, stand up and also drop into coverage at times. So you're going to need a guy who's athletic and can do multiple things on defense at his position. And Robinson fits the mold. And I, and you know, obviously, you know, we have Briggs here, but now he's no longer uh, going to be playing in the 2020 season. I, I want to figure out who could be a young cat that could step up and jump into this rotation. Obviously you brought in uh, a true freshman, Joshua Griffiths, who, I've personally heard some pretty solid things about um, competitively, and I, I think there could be some some potential there for him. He's kind of more of a shifty guy that has more athleticism than anything. It's not so heavy. Uh, is there anybody that kind of you bring up into your mind, Dustin, that might be able to set in as this role to back up J-Rob? There's a couple redshirt, redshirt freshman defensive ends that I, that – I'd like to keep my eyes on to see how they perform in fall camp and um, see if they can wind up in this rotation. And that'd be uh, Quishon Fuller, Derek McClendon, and Curtis Fan. I mean, there's a lot of talent there. All those guys are young. Um, Fuller especially is a guy this offseason we've seen completely transform his body. So he's someone that I'll be watching. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you too on Quashon Fuller. Obviously, we're not going to miss out here on Joshua Kando, um, but trying to fill in a have a, have a person that fills in behind J Rob or and the other guys will be interesting to see because I think there's a lot of young talent like Dustin just referred to, um, but Joshua Kando on, on his part, obviously really bad injury last year coming back from that, but he's always had the hype on him, man. Feel like that's been throughout his whole career, uh, but can he keep consistency? Can he stay healthy? Is a big thing uh, with Joshua Kendo. Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, <clears throat> there's always going to be a lot of hype there when you're a former five-star prospect. So at this point, everyone's just waiting for him to live up to those expectations. And even though he did suffer that serious injury last season, he's now back fully healthy, and he also has two years of eligibility remaining. So if he doesn't have as good of a year as he's looking to have this year, he can still come back in 2021 and improve even more. Stud linebacker position. Uh, we were told, source told us that Amari Gaynor would be taking this role, and it seems like he'll probably be the starter on this depth chart to start off the season uh, under Adam Fuller and Chris Marv there at the linebacker position group. Coach uh, behind him, probably expected Kalen Deloach. There's a lot of young linebackers, which I'm excited to talk about here in a minute. But Amari Gaynor is probably going to be your expected starter. Uh, He's put on some pounds, too, probably around 20 pounds this offseason. He's worked really well on on gaining some strength and kind of working on his lower body because he's always had those stick legs since I played him in high school. So I kept on telling him he needs to squat, do some damn calf raises already. Uh, But he looks good. A lot of these guys do. But let's get into some linebacker. Stud linebacker. Amari Gaynor and possibly backup Kalen Deloach. I don't disagree. Mike Linebacker, Emmett Rice, and Leonard Warner. Emmett Rice is probably there, there's so many players, and it's it's I'm getting mad at myself because there's so many players that I'm excited to see. Uh, maybe it's probably because we didn't get to see flashes or anything on on film, or didn't get to see him practice wise during the spring. But Emmett Rice has got to be a guy that, that fans should be excited to watch. He's really worked on this body. I believe I put out a tweet a couple of weeks ago of what he looked like in 2017 against Alabama. He looked like a he looked like DJ Matthews, and he he was recruited to play linebacker. Um, so just kind of put DJ Matthews <laughs> and linebacker in the same sentence. It's very nerve wracking. Uh, but Emmett Rice, uh, there's some been some photos coming out, and I've heard all of, during the offseason he's really worked on his body and building muscle. Um, and Coach Storms has set him right. He looks like a linebacker, finally. Um, and I'm expecting a pretty decent season out of him. He's probably your, one of your hardest-hitting guys, except for, uh, um, who am I thinking, Grant. Um, so, yeah, Emmett Rice and possibly your, your backup there, Leonard Warner. Yeah, I think Emmett Rice is in line for a starting job at one of the linebacker positions. Um Jaleel McRae is going to be in contention for that other spot, along with Leonard Warner, who's a who's a veteran at this point, a senior this year. But we'll just have to see. I, personally, I've got Emmett Rice at Mike Linebacker, and then I've got Jaleel McRae starting at Will Linebacker. But Leonard Warner could work him way in that starting lineup. I was just going a little bit of a youth movement. Yeah, and we were told during the offseason that uh, Jaleel McRae was going to be moving from a Mike to a Will. Uh, he shut off some pounds, looks good. Uh, and so his backup, of course, second position will be Mike, his, ri- his original position where he came into FSC to play. But Jaleel is going to be moved more um, out at will. Uh, and then possibly to back him up if we're going youth movement here, it could be Stephen Dix Jr., which we've heard a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of good things about. Um, 
I mean, I don't really want to talk about it too much because I feel like I've just been talking too much about it here <laughs> on Discord and also on the podcast. But now that we're getting film and and getting videos at four, tell them the weight. Tell them the weight changes, Logan. Tell them the weight changes. Uh, the weight changes are incredible for uh, Stephen Stephen Diggs. Stephen Diggs. We, we already know, know it off the top of your head. Just say it. I know. Uh, Stephen Dix Jr. has gained 25 pounds since arriving on campus <laughs> in a matter of a few months under Coach Insane. Storms. Insane. Insanity. And that's going to go to show whenever Austin and Dustin keep on making fun of me, it's going to go show whenever Stephen Dix Jr. blows out uh, Sam Howell's back back in half. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I was going to go a different way with this. We can hardly hear it Austin, in. so we might just need to get him a new mic. You uh, had to say blow his back out. Well, <laughs> blow his back off. I don't know. That's what you know. said. Jeez. <laughs> not, not, well, all right, let's blow it out for like a game, or not a game, but let's blow it out for like a series, but then he can come back in. Then, then he can come back in. Different I could have said something worse, like break his leg uh, or something, but damn. No, what a no, rally you said that. That was the worst thing, yeah, worst thing you could have said. Dustin said something way worse last week. And that would have been way better. No, hell no. His was worse than the fact that we had to cut it. We, I mean, this can stay in. Yeah, yeah. As long as he's not, I doubt he's listening. His dad might be listening to this, though. It seems like his dad's a little freakatoid. He kind of gets in on everything. But yeah, Stephen Dix Jr., I'm really, I am stoked about, I'm, I'm all about hitting people. I'm all about big hits. And when you think about Florida State linebackers and big hits, I'm thinking Buster Davis. I'm thinking Ernie Sims. Nick Moody, um, even Northrop. I mean, I'm thinking, and Derek Brooks going back, uh, Shade Tree. This is what you're starting to see, and this is what Stephen Dix Jr. is going to bring to the table. I also think also these other cats, McCray um, and Deloach, have these factors too. And DJ Lundy, too. Um, and J.R. Uh, McCluster. McCluster, kind of, yeah. And then Glenn, too, is here. But the, Stephen Dix is just a different one. I mean, it's just kind of a different feel I'm going to. I feel like kind of Coach Marv is kind of going to set him to be his son and then um, just send him to the NFL. Maybe he'll give him some money at the end of it all. But Chris Marv <laughs> is going to develop this cat into something nuts. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to be nasty. And really that, that whole trio of, of freshman linebackers coming in, there's a lot to like about all three of them. <laughs> Wait, were y'all thinking I was talking about blowing backs out? I was talking about Sam Howell. Yeah, we know what you were talking oh, okay, about. Okay. It was no, the way was... what you the way you worded what oh, you Oh, now I know what y'all are talking about. Oh no. Yeah, you, I know. You... I was thinking y'all were worried about like the injury thing, but I no. No, no. Okay. No. Okay. Now y'all took it a different route because y'all are too immature. Unbelievable. I you know I'm the most mature one here. That's yes, because we're the only ones that thought that. I'm the youngest one here, and I'm more mature. Unreal. Look at this comment on Discord. LMAO, Logan's talking about blowing people's backs out. <laughs> <laughs> then another person said pause. Like, Yeah, yeah, not a good look here on the first uh, live recording. This is why whenever we do the subscriptions and you come here and you have the tier to come listen live, this is what you get. I mean, this is an it agony. Is worth it. Yep, and Logan will me. blow your back out for free. Actually, actually no, <laughs> okay. you have to pay. You have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Dustin, can we mute him in here and we can just move on? I, I wouldn't mute him, but Austin, you know, is a basketball nerd and probably doesn't know half these <laughs> players. Uh, let's see here. Let's jump into the DB unit, which Dude, I... Did you completely just skip the defensive tackles? Like no, you, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. 
We're doing those at the end, cuz. Oh yeah. Well, I want to do. Doesn't make any line. sense. I want to do defensive line last. I want to do the defensive ends. Well, we already did. Def- yeah, you did, right. J Rod. We did yeah, defensive I, I ends, know, but not D tackles. I don't want to. I want to do the interior guys at the end because that's a, that's like the the cream of the crop right there heading into the season. All right. All right. You know what I'm saying? Get some positives to end it off. Uh, let's see. Cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. First of all. Uh, Dustin, let's just give our predictions right now. Who are going to be the starting corners heading into the game against Georgia Tech? Let's just do it right now. I mean, obviously, uh, Asante Samuel Jr. is pretty much going to lock down one spot. And then the other spot, I mean, there's going to be some competition. You've got Akeem Dent moving down to cornerback. You've got a a grad transfer coming in in Miko Dotson, who led the country in interceptions a season ago. And then you've got a very talented true freshman in Demore Tate, we should be able to compete for immediate playing time. So I'm really excited to see that battle. I've got it playing out with Dotson on top just because of the veteran experience. But I think Akeem Dent and Demory Tate will certainly get a lot of snaps too. And whenever Florida State goes to like a nickel set with five DBs on the field, I think Dent will be that fifth DB. Yeah, and you know the thing is we're not getting to see a lot of these guys. We haven't seen much from Travis J and Akeem Dent to start off practices. Uh, so really what we have to work with here, and I hate to say it, these transfers that Adam Fuller and Norvell are bringing in are giving a really good competition, the guys that have been here under veterans under Florida State. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed by Miko Dotson. I was hearing really good things about Jerrion Jones while workouts were going on, and guess what happens? The start off practices <laughs> the first week uh, so far, Jerry and Jones is being talked about. So um, I think it's, yeah. I think it's great comp, man. I and mean, then you know, you, Florida state fans should be also feel pretty optimistic. If coaching's done right under Woodson is, is that your best defensive backs are going to be playing no matter what. Cause the competition I think is probably the biggest on the team right now. And there's some really good defensive backs on this team. And I mean, they didn't show it the last couple of years, but I think with a top notch defensive coordinator and Adam Fuller and, a good defensive backs coach in Woodson, we're going to see some of those flashes. Yeah, just any kind of better, just something. I feel like me and Dustin could have been out there coaching the DBs last year, and we might have had a little bit more progress then. They might have put me in with the way those rotations were going. <laughs> I've been like, I, I don't know, but all right. Yeah, yeah, that that would be the last of it all. Oh, God almighty, I couldn't see Dustin running out there. But you're right, you probably could have been put out there uh, with the way – some of the selection was going for guys that were covering <laughs> these cats in the slot. Oh, Lord of mercy. But that, that is gone. We have already talked about the last two years. We are talking about the future. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot to like about this defensive back unit. I am really high on Asante Samuel Jr. Let's buy and get away with it. But during our producer meeting earlier, uh, you said some pretty, like, I don't know. They sounded pretty harsh about Asante Samuel Jr. I don't know if you want to address that in front of the people that we have here in Discord and also to this to this podcast that goes out to a thousand, you know, thousands of people. Yeah, I mean, all I said was I think that Asante gets overinflated a little bit by the Florida State fan base. Okay. And that was not what you said, though. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty much what I said. But what it's not, I don't think I don't think he's as good as as people think he is. Like if you put Asante and Greg Reed up against each other, I'd take Greg Reed every day. Well, okay, now come on now. Like, you can comp- okay in the producer meeting you compared him to Tavares McFadden. 
and then Levante Taylor. <laughs> I may have That's said a, a couple things like that. Like yeah. the kids call you it. Have that on, like do you have that happened. on recording? Yeah, yeah. That we're, We got this on recording right now. Yeah, but do you have what I said earlier on recording? No, no. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about then. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all right. That's how it works. That's all right. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I do think Asante Samuel Jr. is going to be one of the top three best cornerbacks in the ACC. He's, just, he's got to have more than one interception if he's going to be in a That's all TV. Dustin cares about. But that's all you, Dustin cares Okay, Tavares McFadden had eight interceptions this what was it? Uh, it was his uh, it was his second season, sophomore year, I think. And then his last season, he was a complete. He was trash. Yeah. Interceptions don't mean anything as long as people aren't catching the ball. That's all that matters. I just want to see him make more plays on the game. ball. And if you're not, he, he did it, have 14 pass deflections last season. Yeah. That's worth pointing out. If you're not hearing about him a lot, that's probably a good thing. Too. That's the way I thought about it when the 2013 guys were in uh, playing DB with Williams and Darby. Sometimes I would forget that Darby was like playing that night, and I'm like, well, that was complete lockdown. You're doing your job if you're not really talking about it. But of course, interceptions are great. Travis J should have had like 18 of them last year to oh, Akeem Dent. make. Or Akeem Dent, my bad. Um, he should have been making up for and taking care of Asante Samuel Jr. in that route, but. Yeah, Keem Din had like nine pass deflections last year, and all nine hit him in the hands. <laughs> Both hands. Well, technically, all pass deflections hit him in the hands. Yeah, right, but you know what I mean. They're, they were all <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're all yeah, they're all catchable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is the defensive. Uh, those are the, your, the corner corners, backs. guys. Yeah, corners. I know that there's too much talent here. Uh, moving on, your buck and weak side safety. This is where it kind of gets interesting to me. Uh, Jaden Lars would be obviously is, is probably going to be expected to be your starter. Brendan Gant, uh, we, we've heard some really solid things about him. You know, a lot of things I think for Gant has been more mentally and kind of, you know, a l- little bit more discipline there uh, will help that. Obviously, the last staff really wasn't, didn't really give it fly enough what you were doing. But I think with a little bit of really some discipline for some of these guys is really going to change the way they play and excel on the field. It's, it's going to be as simple as that, and you're going to be able to tell off the first quarter what big difference that's going to be. Um, and then hopefully we'll get to see a little bit of Travis J. obviously coming from Madison County, uh, a guy that I've wanted to see since last year, get some PT, hard-hitting guy Travis J. could uh, be there to, to kind of give some uh, rest to Jaden Lars would be. Yeah. And I mean, I think Travis Jay is a guy you can really slot in anywhere in the secondary, but he's, he's just so talented. You've got to find some way to get him in the rotation. I mean, somewhere, anywhere, put him yeah. at defensive tackle. I don't care. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could, if you go back and look at his tape guys, one of the most physical guys that I think, is coming into FSU. Like when I say coming, cause we didn't get to see him last year, but Travis yeah. J hope I'm fingers crossed. We, we need some Travis J in our life. We need it. I'm telling you, he's just a playmaker no matter where you put him. Yeah. And, and you can even utilize them, you know, offensively special teams too, which is crazy. I mean, he's kind of just one of those cats. that can do it all. Uh, let's see. Let's jump into Strong safety before we go into the defensive tackles conversation. I'm not going to say it again, but 
another guy I'm highly looking forward to watching. Is that better than saying another guy that I'm excited to watch? Uh, Hampson Nazral Dean <laughs> is going to make his comeback. It's unknown though, if he'll play uh, depending on his recovery, if he'll play the first uh, game or two, um, they might want to keep him out until the big cat daddy against Miami. Uh, but Hampson Nazral Dean is going to make his comeback into the fold for Florida state's defense. One of the best tacklers <clears throat> in the country. Um, might have had a chance to go pro this last season. He was absolutely obliterating Florida. Uh, yeah, by his before own. that injury. He, he, it was pretty much the Hamza Najaldine defense uh, against Florida. He was the only one that was doing anything. It's um, been that way for a little bit. Yeah, that is true. Uh, but Hamza Najaldine, uh, a cat that is going to be reckoned with uh, this upcoming season. Uh, to back him up, this is kind of a projection here. No spring, but Raymond Woody the third, who during practices, man, the last two two um, off-seasons and, and camps. Raymond Woody always seems to be a guy that is in here impressing and, and coming away with takeaways. So Raymond Woody and, and Cyrus Fagan will probably be your your two cats that will sit behind Nashville Dean this upcoming season. Yep, plus your guy, Jerrion Jones, who did get his waiver for immediate eligibility. So he'll be competing right there as well. And I'd be interested to see who starts if Nashville Dean doesn't, um, I guess, begin the season in the lineup, does that mean FSU potentially moves Dent back to safety until he comes back, or do they just roll with maybe Jones as a starter? <laughs> it's something to watch. Yeah, no, I think the toughest job for Woodson is figuring out where these guys will fit the best because you're working with supercars everywhere. It just depends on which one's going to fit the right racetrack. Um, because, and I just made that up on my own right there. Uh, I that just was nice. Up, you like that? I just made that up all on my own. I might trademark that. Uh, but his toughest job is figuring out where these cats are going to go. So much talent, man. Oh, and we also forgot about Renardo Green, who was working at safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Renardo Green, and I, and I, and I want to mention Jerry and Jones, too, but uh, we talked about There's him. so many earlier. guys. <laughs> <laughs> we, where, do they, where do they get set at? Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. That's a, that's the toughest part for this for this um, DB uh, coaching staff under Woodson and assistants is just figuring out where where they're going to fit the best, and that's why I think this start that season starts off really nicely for Florida State because they'll play a pretty decent decent ACC foe uh, with Georgia Tech, but then they get to jump into a Sanford game and maybe start you know kind of getting stuff uh, sealed up and figured out before they have to face Miami. You know, there's just too much stuff to too many guys with talent that they're going to have to go into a game or two to figure out where they fit the best. Speaking of talent, we're going to get into the defensive uh, tackle position group to finish it off for the defensive depth chart projection. Big Marv, obviously Marvin Wilson projected to be a first early first round guy. Comes back for his season along with Tamara Ontario on offense, but Marvin Wilson is ready to hold ready to hold down this defense and, and, and come with a with a nasty mentality. It seems like in the interviews he's been talking about that he didn't just come back to fool around and all this kind of stuff. That this is this has been business, and he came back and he wants he came back to play football. Um, so look for a really 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 uh, strong minded guy to start off the season with Marvin Wilson. Uh, it really depends on who you're going to put around them, but you get the mob back. That's what they call themselves. Marvin Wilson, Robert Cooper, and Corey Durden. 
Um, now you figure out, you know, who to put around them. But Robert Cooper, Corey Durden, and Marvin Wilson. What a nasty tandem to bring back after one season working together. No, I agree. That's a three-headed monster right there. And they're all going to play a ton of snaps. I think it makes sense to get Marvin Wilson and Corey Durden in that starting unit. So you just have your your two most talented defensive linemen together on the field. But Cooper's going to see a ton of time. And you've got the Mississippi State transfer and Fabian Lovett, which a great pickup by the staff to get him in here to shore up the the depth even more so. There's also True Thompson, who got time last year. Um, Louisville transfer Jarrett Jackson, redshirt freshman Malcolm Ray. I mean, this is another position where the talent is just everywhere. There's so many guys on here who have started and in the future will start games at Florida State. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm really excited for Corey Durden too. I do think, you know, he has you know, when he talks his talk on Twitter, I think he's got it it's worth it to back it up. I mean, he's got it out there on the field. And Corey Durden could be a guy that really shoots up and, and becomes a nasty, nasty defensive lineman and off his career if he's expected to go, you know, could end off his career as, as a really, really good defensive tackle career-wise. Um, now we figure out, you know, you know, Robert Cooper should shed off a lot of pounds, still a big boy. But, you know, it's good to see some of these videos coming out aren't in full pads yet, but Robert Cooper looks smooth. He looks faster. Um, and he's still one of the strongest players on the team. Another guy that's one of the strongest too, right behind him or right next to him is True Thompson. Uh, and you know, there's been a lot of interest to see. You know, does he have what it takes to really run through and, and be a big cat and, and uh, be a, a factor on that defensive line? Uh, and then there's also Fabian Lovett, your transfer uh, from Mississippi State. Florida State fans, we're really happy that he was able to get his waiver granted. He looks like a big cat, too. I, I'm ready to see him and Marvin Wilson line up in some packages together because, man, that Florida State really did a good job on on making sure they built some depth and some transfers. And Fabian Lovett looks like he could be a, a true, true factor in, in helping Marvin Wilson and these other cats get some rest. Don't want to talk about uh, Fabian Lovett, Dustin? Are you scared of him? Sorry, bro. I'm over here trying to figure out what's my three worst fruits. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's all what we got coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that is the defensive depth chart projection. We didn't have a spring to go off of, but that is the defensive side of things. Uh, I mean, I, I just as a whole, I'm really excited to see these guys. I think there's a lot of good competition, and and in definitely in that DB unit, uh, and in a little bit, uh, and that and a good amount in that linebacker unit too. I think it's going to be a strong unit under Chris Marv, and I'm I'm stoked to see this defense hit the field. And we'll see if if Florida State and, and Adam Fuller can raise the bar and bring this thing to be in a top 25 defense. Should this be a top 25 defense, Dustin? Maybe. <laughs> that was weak. You got to go one way or another. Show, show that you have some balls, buddy. Nah. Not quite. <laughs> wow. Not, okay. not, too, not too far off from 25, but not quite that much of an improvement in one year. Okay. Okay. Maybe 2021. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. We'll let it go. 
Uh, all right, so let's jump into our top three worst segment. We do this every week. We t- pick out the top three worst in every segment. It'll be food. It could be like shows, movies, sports, desserts, everything. So candies. But let's jump into it this week. It's top three worst fruits to eat. <laughs> fruits to eat. And I think we talked about it earlier. It might not be the best group to really talk about fruits because they don't really. The worst group. They had to look up what fruits to, to eat like what ones they eat so like they don't even know what fruit is really i mean i know what I, was just, I wanted to get a consensus list so i could be like oh yeah that one sucks <laughs> i don't know but who wants to go first who went first last week was it? i think dustin went first last week i thought um, i did i don't think i went i don't think i, think I, I went did first last week I think I did. oh yeah because i said dustin and then he didn't have anything so yeah dustin go. oh first yeah my mic was on me look it up Dang, I only got one, though. Well, get out the way. All right, all right, all right. My number three worst fruit, pineapple. Especially if you get... Oh, you're capping. It's not a bad choice. Bro, especially if you get a whole-ass pineapple, how you get in that thing? (laughs) Oh, my Lord. That's not what we're talking about. (laughs) Talking about putting it in your mouth and tasting it. If I put it in my mouth, it just burns my tongue, and I get scared. Okay, God Almighty, you really showing <laughs> yourself like this in front of live people too on Discord. Ugh. Um, no, I already got roasted. Pineapple is one of the top five best fruits. It could be that top was, three. Mm, could be top three. It's it's middle of the road. To it's me. not for me. Yeah, well, a lot of fruit isn't for you, so that's no surprise. I'd rather eat a lemon <laughs> than a pineapple. Ooh. I mean, I, I like the taste of lemons, but it's just the fact of eating a lemon. I mean, I'm not going to eat the whole thing. Well, okay. <laughs> eat a whole lemon. Yeah, just like I want to eat a whole orange. Take a, a little bite. Orange. <laughs> oh, man. Aren't uh, you supposed to eat a whole orange? Yeah. But a lemon, you don't have to eat the whole thing. All right, I'm going to go up next. You, you, you're... <laughs> We're going into a route. <laughs> All right, go. Uh, dude, this is my number one. It is a fruit. Coconuts are dog. Oh, Shiite. yeah. That's, yeah that's coconuts. Coconuts are disgusting. They taste terrible. I hate it when they put it with freaking chocolate and all that kind of stuff. It's absolutely disgusting. It should never be allowed. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be allowed anywhere. Uh, I don't want it on. I don't even want to smell it if we're doing like lotion stuff at, at the beach or anything. I don't want to smell coconut anywhere. Um, it's just nasty. What's uh, your opinion on coconut water? Hell no. Like I said, just like solid. I, I, I was just it's solid. What you drink coconut water? I went to uh, Whole Foods and they gave me a coconut. What? And they just they let you a... in there. All right. Anyway. I, they gave me a coconut and they just put a straw in it and you just drank it. Isn't that coconut? Uh, never mind. Coconut <laughs> milk, coconut. Apparently, there's a difference between coconut water and coconut milk, which doesn't make any sense to me. Ugh. And also, coconut's another one of those. I guess it's a fruit. How you get in that thing? You got to hit it, man. I don't know. I don't really want to fight to eat fruit either. Like, that's probably one of the biggest things. Like, if it's already cut up for me, then yeah, I'll probably have a better chance of eating it. Like my percentage will go from like 50% to 60%, but um, I'm not going to sit here and like cut up apples and stuff. I I don't have any time for that. Sorry. 
hate to tell you, but not going to happen. Uh, uh, who's up next? It's, uh, I'm, I'm going up next. Oh, yeah. um, so Coconut was going to be num- my number three. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go uh, a little more of the funny route. Passion Fruit, and it's literally just because I hate the Drake song. Passion next. Fruit. Passion Fruit? Yeah, it's actually real. I think I've heard of it, but I don't know. It's not, to be fair, it's not good, but the song isn't much better. Oh, and you're going after a song, too. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, you're a basketball guy, so you do like all that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Austin, all right, bring us back around, baby. Relay us back. What do you got for your second yeah. one? Uh, my number two, uh, avocado. It's not, it's yeah. not is that a better. fruit? It actually is. According to the website I looked at, it is a fruit. I think it is, too. It's just, it's it's a weird fruit. Yeah, I've, like, I've, it's, I've, it's got the ball on the inside. It's just weird. I don't like it. You don't like eating anything that has balls on the inside of it? All right. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> just wondering. Sorry. Jeez. Prefer- preferably not. Yeah, um, I don't blame you there. Uh, I don't. I'm not. A, I mean, I actually have started to like avocado more now that I'm grown up, and I guess I'm. I like a lot of foods, but avocado's kind of been always weird for me. Uh, is that what they put in guacamole? Yeah, and I don't like guac either. Okay, because I just now started liking guacamole. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm fifty-fifty. Uh, let's see here. Is it mine? No, it's yeah, to yeah, you. Okay. Uh, my next one is just gonna be. I'm gonna try to get some, get some good debates going on your cherries. <clears throat> oh. oh, oh man, that was my number one, jackass. <laughs> wow. I, I, I think there's a lot more obviously worse. Cherries like, suck. Like fruit, but I'm, I'm definitely kind of surprised cherries. you're not alone on this. They're yeah, they're just. Why? Like, why do I want to eat those? Like, I don't know. And I plus I have to spit out the thing all the time. Like, it's another thing that I have to work on, which it's fruit. So why don't I just go get a burger and fries like Dustin? But uh, I don't know. Thank the cherries. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Dear God or, or thank God? Thank God. No. And, then, and then the cherry ruins the milkshake. Like, when you go and get a milkshake, you put a cherry on top. Like, no, I don't want the cherry. <sighs> well, yeah, true. And then, well, I'll sometimes... Nah, I don't really want it. But uh, the best thing I would say for a cherry to do is try to tie it, and you know, try to tie it with a female. Like, try to tie the stem. Yep, here we go. <laughs> what, are you saying here we go, Awesome? Because that's what you use in multiple lines on, okay. on Tinder. Okay. On Tinder. Is that okay. bringing back bad memories for you, Austin? Dustin, you're number two. <laughs> um... Kind of threw me off there. You took cherries. A number two worst fruit. I'm gonna say kiwi because it just Old looks choice. like a it looks like a nutsack and it tastes pretty sour. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like a nutsack and tastes pretty sour. Have you ever have you have any past experience with nutsacks, Dustin? Or no comment. Good to hear. I'm trying. I'm I'm thinking about what to reply to that. He's also Usually, trying yeah. to find his new number one. 
Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's literally. Oh wait, I'm not. Oh, I gotta go again. Yeah, you gotta go back to back. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, you took cherries. Two months. Dead pineapple already. Uh oh. Dustin's nervous. All right, all right. I didn't. This one wasn't gonna make the list, but since you took cherries, now it has to make the list, and people are gonna be really upset. But I'm gonna say watermelon. Whoa! When? When? Wow! When it's not in season. Because the watermelon in the summer doesn't compare to the watermelon the rest of the year. No. So if you're eating watermelon right now, it's okay. But in a couple months, it's gonna be. It just tastes like it. Just tastes like water. It's not even sweet anymore. Someone, please attack this man. What is happening in front of our eyes? Go get a damn watermelon in December and tell me how that shit tastes. I will, and I'll <laughs> and I'll eat it live on camera here inside the Discord. Dude, <laughs> look, we have people now deleting the Discord. I we're, wanted to say you. I wanted to say cherry. So <laughs> it's, it's not going to get better with my number one when we get there. I'm letting you know now. I mean, we've got people deleting the Discord now, right before we jump into subscription. Uh, and the Patreon. I was going to say plums, but I've never honestly eaten a plum, so I can't say it. This was the worst idea marketing-wise to do a Hear the Spear before it lies. Why would you do fruit? Why would you do fruit? Yeah, fruit uh, was a bad one. Un- I, mean, the, the, I mean, I don't know. I didn't think watermelon would be told in the top three worst fruits. There's so many different kind of th- fruits out there. It just goes right, Let's show. see what yours is. Let's see what yours is. Okay, okay. Mine is going to be nice and simple, it feels like. Pomegranates. Are you eating pomegranates? Have you eaten have you eaten one pomegranate, both of you, in the last like five years? You could have asked no. twenty one years, I would have said no. Actually I'm twenty three. You could have said last twenty three years. Twenty three. Oh my no. god. This kid <laughs> forgot how old he was, Dustin. It's Did been you see a that? long day. I mean, dude, yeah. if you see a pomegranate at the store, the only reason you would buy it is if you want to have a hard time. Like I know you're <laughs> not buying it to eat. Bro, because it takes like you have to do all this shit to actually be able to eat a small amount of Pomegranate. I forgot about it. Ew. I would have said that instead of watermelon. I forgot about those. Well, guess what? You didn't do your research enough. You don't know how to do three things at once. So um, I took the advantage of just looking up top three worst fruits, and it just reminds me of how nasty these were. I feel like pomegranates, though, are kind of like just for decor during Thanksgiving or something. I don't know why. but I feel Also, like I want to honor- honorary mention, if tomatoes are a fruit, then tomatoes are my new number one. They suck. Grape, grape tomato. Wait, let... Let Austin go through, and then we'll give our honorable mentions. Oh, God, people are typing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's not looking good for you. Um, I'm letting you know that. It's, it's, get done talking. it's not going to get better. Uh, my number one Uh-oh. worst Uh-oh. fruit, uh, bananas. Oh! oh I hate them. I what is happening with you, both of you? Okay, you're going to get us canceled. <laughs> They're our it's Patreon the, members. It's, it's one of those... I think we've established that I'm a texture eater, and I cannot stand the texture of bananas. And I don't <sighs> like the smell. They smell horrible. They What's that little stringy that thing good? that comes down the side? I no, don't know. It's, it's, it's not it. It is not it. Oh, my god. I goodness. will say, I prefer a banana if it's, like, cut up. Even then, it's like... I don't no. give it. Oh, my God. There go all our Patreon members. Oh, God. I just for lost, an, for an just lost one. Yeah, for for an honorable mention because this was gonna be my number one, but I didn't know if it counted. Uh, cranberry sauce, like they only yeah. serve it once a year at Thanksgiving, and it's horrible. Yeah, like, yeah. If no, it's I only served once a year, it's for a reason. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's dog dookie. I don't eat that either. <laughs> that and apple, that and applesauce. Ew. Oh god, yeah, applesauce gonna... isn't it either. Yeah, that's another texture thing. That's disgusting. Um, I mean, this is just disgusting. Thinking about it, I don't know if it's just a texture, and then I don't know if I want to eat an apple. I'm gonna eat an apple. I don't need to be crumbed. I feel like I'm eating bird. Like I'm getting fed by a bird if I'm eating apple uh, <laughs> sauce. I don't even know how to say it. It's it, so it feels like ba- it feels like baby food. Yeah. Uh, and what's your another? You got another honorable mention, Dustin? <laughs> Dude, because <laughs> people are gonna get pissed. <laughs> no, please they are, do they it. They can't get they can't get more mad than bananas. I mean, come on. Yeah, that right, was... I'll, I'll say I'll say peaches, dude, because I can't deal with that fuzzy shit. <laughs> like, and it's not it's not even that good. Oh, oh god! <laughs> the Discord chat is just absolutely just slamming you right now. Oh my goodness, this might be our yeah. Yeah. Funny, funny story about peaches. Um, when MJ Walker first moved into the players' dorms, like we, we would, like we always, we usually help the players move in. The first thing he grabs out of his car is like ten packs of those peaches that are in the little can, the little pouches. <laughs> Just ten cases of them. Like, oh my gosh! Odd. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Peaches are good. They're actually really good. So I mean, we well, must again. have brought some good peaches because he came in from Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, it was like the little. It was like the little dole packets. It wasn't even like fresh peaches. It was the little dole packets. Oh, like what little small ones or something? Yeah, the little like the little small cups. Yeah. Oh. Well then, he was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> hungry man. Any any other worse fruits here before the Discord? They were already about to get canceled. Just yeah. Let's that... Move on. Yeah, that might have been that might do it. I love how we're doing this the day before Patreon goes live. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. All right, so let's start off. We got we got a little FSU trivia to end off. Oh God, the we got basketball five FSU. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oopsies, oopsies, oopsies. Actually, you know what we need to do is throw everybody uh, into the Bryce McGowan's interview. I say we do that right now. He joined us to talk about Leonard Hamilton, the number one class for the twenty twenty one. Florida State basketball uh, recruiting, uh, and, and I, I think too, you know, Bryce is a really big competitor, and, and you're going to hear a lot about it uh, in this interview. We really enjoyed him coming on here to talk in front of live people too. Uh, but yeah, here's Bryce McGowan's Florida State four-star 2021 top 35 recruit. All right, guys, uh, we've got a big time special guest with us this evening here on Here the Spear. Uh, we've got top 35 four star guard um, Bryce McGowan's with us this evening. How you doing, Bryce? Happy to have you here, man. Yes, sir. I'm doing real good. Thank you all for having me. I, 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 we talked, we've been chatting about it. Uh, you were pretty excited. Just a couple days ago, I mean, Florida State lands another talented cat with Worley and Five Star. Uh, just right off the bat, I want to ask you, you know, how does it feel with this class? Um, 
and we'll get into it later in the in the interview. Um, but you, you seem pretty hyped up about Worley committing to FSU. Definitely, you know, because being a big guard coming to FSU, you know, he his scoring ability, um, his length, you know, everything that FSU basketball is about. Uh, hard work, you know. I feel like me and him can, you know, be real, uh, be really special in the ACC and out of, you know, outside of the ACC. I also want to ask you too. You know, this is we we've interviewed plenty of guys both on the basketball side and football side, but it, this has been a wild, wild year for everyone that's related to sports and training. But what has it been like for you and the summer circuit and, and everything that you're working on? Yeah, definitely. See, over this summer. You know, we we haven't played a lot of, you know, games. We've had one tournament. So, you know, I've just been working out, you know. I've been in Dallas working out uh, with Tim Martin. I've been in Atlanta uh, a lot uh, with working with Keith, who's been – he's Brandon Ingram's uh, trainer. So it's, it's just, you know, a lot of workouts, getting in the weight room, you know, picking up on stuff that I didn't have before and just taking this time to, you know, get better and, Speaking of getting better, you're currently sitting top 40 in the 2021 class. You had a 65-point game in the playoffs right before COVID. Do you see yourself maybe moving up the charts or you don't really pay attention to it? I mean, you know, every you know everybody looks forward to, you know, having a top rank. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it really doesn't matter. It's about how hard you work, and it's really the end goal. Your senior season is on the horizon. Have you been given any indication on what the season will look like for high school basketball? Yes. Um, well, I know some, uh, since I'm going to Legacy Charter next year, I know some prep schools, um, like Huntington Prep, have they've canceled their season. And we had a moment. So we start in two weeks. Where we start over the um, – we're starting online, and then we'll go back. And we'll do two weeks of online, and then we'll go back to school. And then mm-hmm. we we'll start workouts. Then, uh, so, and, I'm pre- so I'm pretty yeah. sure we're gonna have we should have a season. That's a, that's a good sign for you. I know your your fingers crossed on your on your end. Um, definitely. You definitely want to have one after um, your season last year. Uh, but, but I, I want to get into the a little talk about Leonard Hamilton uh, here with you, Bryce. Uh, and you committed to Florida State earlier this year. What sold you on Coach Hamilton as a coach? But you know what? What was he like during your recruitment too? Definitely. Um, you know he was he was a, a huge part of my commitment because he he'll come to, um, almost he'll come to a, a good amount of games, but he'll sit like in the top corner. He won't like he won't be like trying not to be seen. But yeah, he's all he just keeps it honest with me. He keep me honest, and you know that's that's the main part. I don't. I don't want anybody to sugarcoat anything, you know, and be sweet with anything. I just want them to, you know, be honest so I can work on my end just to be a better person, better player, and, you know, help others around me. When you visited Florida State earlier in the year, what what stood out most to you about not only Florida State but Tallahassee too? Definitely. My first visit, um, I went to a football game, and, you know, it's just the atmosphere was, the atmosphere, the atmosphere was good, but, I mean, I don't know how the football team is, but yeah, the, when I went, you know, it was good people. And then on my official visit, you know, I, we had the Notre Dame game, and you know, the atmosphere was great. And you know, just people like all the people are good, like uh, from the president to the students to coaching staff to players. You know, I just love everything about it, and I felt at home. 
Outside of Coach Hamilton, which coaches on the staff have established the best relationship with you so far? I would say Coach Smith because, um, you know, he was recruiting me heavy when he was at Clemson. Mm-hmm. And then um, he got he got a coaching uh, change, and he went to FSU. And, you know, it just, it just kept on clicking from there. And, you know, FSU has always been, like, my dream school because I know what they, you know, are uh, capable of. Will have accomplished, and you know I'm looking forward just to accomplishing much more than you know what they have already. Are there any current players that you have a pretty good relationship with? I know I saw a couple weeks ago you're working out with Phil Kofer and Jarquez Smith, so it's good to see you have that relationship with former players. But what about current guys? Yeah, um, uh, me and John, you know we've we've all we've been wanting to um in the state for since middle school, so we've always had you know a good connection. And we used to play AAU ball together with Team United when we were in about middle school, sometime middle school. So, you know, we always, we've always had a South Carolina connection. And then um, I worked out with Matthew in Atlanta over the summer, over this past summer, about a month ago. And, you know, it just, we're just competing. And, you know, we're going at it, you know, encouraging each other. And I just felt like I was like, I got to have it. We got to have him on our team. But you know, Jalen Worley, it's just a, um, it's just really, uh, in a, like social media thing. You know how it, y'all know how y'all know how it is. It's just you know, just recruitment over the phone, really. Yeah. And speaking of Worley too, you know, I, I believe that the staff told you that you would be you were being recruited uh, to play point guard. Has that changed at all now with the addition of Jalen Worley? Uh, I would say a little bit, but because we both can play the one and two. So it just be we're just two combo guards, you know. We can hand that can handle the ball. It doesn't really matter. No, nah, it, yeah. it hasn't changed. Because I think with, I know when I was with the program, they've really been trying to move towards positionless basketball. So seeing both you and Worley that can handle the ball, and even Cleveland can handle the ball quite well, um, it hasn't surprised me. But I was interested to see if they had told you anything different with Worley committing. No, nah, they haven't. They've always been, you know, a hundred uh, straight up with me. So. No, nah, nothing has really changed. And also having, you know, having John, you know, he can stretch the floor. So, yeah, it's definitely positionless basketball. Bryce, your father, Bobby, played at Clemson, and your brother, Trey, is currently at Nebraska. What advice have they offered you as you prepare for your move to the collegiate level? Right. It's just, you know, my brother, he, you know, well, both of them, keep keeping God first and staying humble. And he'll mm-hmm. take care of the rest. But you still also have to, you know, keep at it. He said, and they were, they're just, you know, they, yeah, just being humble and uh, staying, you know, in the word of God and being, you know, have to be organized through college because you, you have classes to practice to, you know, the games. So you're just staying organized and always being ready. Was it tough to turn down your dad's alma mater, Clemson, when they really started recruiting you or was it? You mean you you mentioned earlier that FSU is your dream school, but did you always know it's going to be FSU? Uh, I wouldn't say I would, uh, it was always FSU. Uh, I didn't know I was going to end up here at the end because you know I didn't have an offer at the time. So yeah, I would say it wasn't hard turning down Clemson, but you know Clemson being a hometown school, you know probably yeah just being close to home, having Coach Smith there who was, you know, recruiting me pretty hard. And then he went to Florida State, the school I love. I was like, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's raps now. <laughs>
Including yourself, FSU currently has five commitments. How often do all of you guys stay in contact? I know you mentioned you had a group chat with a couple guys. Yeah. Uh, we stay in, I would say we stay in contact a lot. It depends on the players. Because me and John, we work out with each other three times a week. So we stay in contact all the time. But, uh, you know, now that we have a – now that Jalen committed, I know we'll, we'll stay in uh, contact all the time. You know, check up, checking up on each other, make sure we are working, staying safe. When Naheem, um, a bit, I would say recommitted since he always was committed, you guys moved up to the number one class. The Worley comes in and further cements the number one class. Is there someone else we should be looking out for soon? I know you keep in touch with Ryan Otombo every now and then. Is there any other guys? You don't have to say any names, but is there anyone else we should be looking out for? Um, I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I think we have a solid, we got a, a great five that we can work with. But, you know, any, anything can happen. So, you know, I mean, y'all can stay woke, though. Stay woke. We might have something to <laughs> Oh, wow. I like that. I, 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 you know, this class is absolutely nuts. And I, and I sent you, or we, we tagged you in a video. Our guy Adam does a phenomenal job on doing some commitment videos, edits, and then hype videos. He put up a video of you guys, of y'all's class after Worley committed, um, and, and you know, you, you texted me, Natty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, you, you felt pretty hot after that. That that situation you feel like this class is pretty stacked and i can go ahead and put my money down can i start betting bryce right now that 21 class is going to bring a natty to fsu can you start uh i would say you can i mean i always you know i'm not i'm staying uh, confident <laughs> on my team oh my gosh. but um yes sir definitely but yeah we just got to continue to work as a team and we'll be safe do you have any goals um, for this upcoming season for you to get better at and work on anything technically or anything on that front? Um, yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, we've been a top 10 team in the country this year, preseason top 10 uh, at a, at, from a legacy. So I'm looking forward to, you know, playing against the, you know, playing against the top teams, you know, earning our stripes, showing everyone we can do. Uh, when in Geico, was it Geico mm. or did they change the name? Was it the is it the Gatorade Player? Which one is it? Is it the? Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to winning Gatorade Player of the Year. But you know, I got to continue to work. So Gatorade, you know, just picking up on little things with Coach BJ at um, Legacy and the coach, rest of the coaching staff. Yeah, just competing, enjoying brand, uh, McDonald's All American, Allen Iverson Classic. Yeah, so I'm just you know working towards that. <laughs> a lot that's a lot to work on and i i think you can get it done i think yeah, you got man. a good mentality for it for sure yeah. uh, well I, th I think that's pretty much everything unless austin or dustin have anything else i'm just hoping he doesn't like the gatorade player here too much you know not too much gatorade going on in tallahassee <laughs> <laughs> power raid only power raid only right, in tallahassee cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, I think that's pretty much uh, gonna do it, Bryce. We Bye. really appreciate you coming on here. Uh, Definitely, I'm thank sure, you. Yes, and uh, really uh, look forward and hopefully stay safe uh, and and take care of yourself too. Definitely, y'all too. And if y'all have any more questions or anything, y'all can ask me at any time. 
And now we're back after the Bryce interview. Really enjoyed having him come on and, and, and speak about Leonard Hamilton. Also, uh, the class that he's surrounded with. Uh, and and there, there's, a, there's a bright future for Florida State. Why is Dustin laughing? Just move this on. This is our first time trying this through Discord, recording live to in front of people. So just give me a, give me a week or two, okay? You don't have to do anything but just sit there. Chew on your fingers and watch NBA basketball on your other screen, okay? And you don't even have to edit this and stay up until 1 a.m. Thank you. All right, so let's jump into some basketball. Uh, Austin, you lead us away. Obviously, Florida State lands a huge commitment, and you, you had pre- been predicting this. Five star Jalen Worley has selected Florida State over Michigan and Virginia. Tell me about it. Yeah, Jalen Worley, five star from Pennsylvania. I mean, it was a long time coming. He was kind of being a little bit of a diva about it, going with. You know, wearing the Virginia shirt on his Instagram and saying all these analysts think they know think they know where I'm committing. Then literally, as soon as he tweeted, three more crystal balls come in for Florida State. Um, it, it's been a long time coming that Jalen Worley was com- committing to Florida State. It kind of came out of nowhere though. We just offered him in late May, and ever since then we've just been picking up steam, picking up steam to the point where he felt really comfortable with Coach Hamilton, felt really comfortable with Coach Jones, who was actually the lead recruiter on this. Um, yeah, huge pickup. Uh, great combo guard. He's a very good scorer. He's one of those players where he's not like super great at one thing and super bad at another. He's just a very good all-around player. He's good at scoring. He's great at playing the passing lane, with, which Coach CY is going to love. Um, he's, just, he's just one of those guys. You look at him and go, yeah, it's a Florida State guy. Can handle the ball, can score, can pass, can defend, can defend multiple positions even. Um, he's going to be perfect when we're switching one through four. Um, some other big recruiting news: Josh Minot went to or decided to commit to Memphis. That was another one. That was a long time coming. He kind of models his game after Penny Hardaway, so going to play for him makes a lot of sense. And the last big recruiting news: uh, James Graham uh, got his list of four, and Florida State was not a part of it. Uh, which is kind of surprising. I always thought we were kind of third or fourth in that list. He's expected to go to Maryland anyways, so not too surprising. And also, I'd say, Austin, you nailed that Josh Minot prediction. Yeah, I was, I'm four for four right now. I, we, we were not going to talk about um, Jordan Riley. I just picked that he didn't go to Florida State, which is really all that matters. How do you feel about that Worley commitment, Dustin? I feel great about it. It makes it makes an insanely talented class even better. I mean, the type of players that, that Florida State is set to bring in right now in this 21 class are a complete program tra- changer. You look at what Leonard Hamilton has been able to do with the current talent as, at his disposal, and, and it's amazing. And that development should just become even better with more talented guys coming in. So Florida State is on a roll. Uh, we talked with Bryce earlier, uh, but man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, Leonard Hamilton is on fire right now. So uh, some, I, I'm, I can we skip to twenty twenty one? Is that available? I've, I know Dustin. We, we, we want to watch Scotty Barnes, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, yes. Um, but can we like get to the seasons right now and watch that, and then immediately jump into twenty twenty one, or do we have to wait? I don't know. Like, there's got to be yeah, because especially if Sarder Calhoun sticks around for another season, that twenty 21- one. That 21 seems looking ridiculous. Disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, let's jump into some FSU trivia, guys. And I, I'm so glad that we're doing this live, too, in front of people because we're really going to find out how good these guys know what the hell they're talking Five about. Five trivia. 
yeah, this is live trivia, and it's going to be really, really embarrassing. Um, I think for for some of these guys, and I and I'm and I'm you know I'm out of it. I'm just the announcer. I kind of lead these guys on, so I wish them the best of luck doing this in front of people. And I'm like, I'm going to kind of throw it back here. I think what we should Pause. do, guys. What? Never mind. Keep going. Okay then. Um, I think what we'll do. I kind of want to reset the scoreboard here since we're now doing this live. We're about to jump into Patreon starting next week. And I think we should start off with our listeners here and start off zero zero. Football season's coming up. We're almost one month away now. This video, this podcast will be live tomorrow, one month. So uh, I say we reset zero zero. How you guys feel? You got to reset it or it'd be a blowout. I'm going. Yeah, I would blow you out. Here we go. Come on. You would blow him. What'd you <laughs> okay, say? No. Oh, no. Come okay. On, dude. No. Uh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, all right. Let's jump into it. We're gonna go to into individual national award winners. Not again. So here's the deal. This is where it gets really interesting. The funny thing is, these guys, the last two months, three months, I have asked these questions before. These guys no. should be able to remember he's, where he's these people these are selected. This is going no. All of them have all been separate. I'm going to ask a few questions in here that I have asked you before. We'll see if you guys have good knowledge and you actually can remember a few things. So here we go, live in front of the Discord family, future oh, Patreon members. Here we go. In 1992, and the chat can't help. You guys don't look at the chat because Austin already cheats. So nobody oh. can say in the <laughs> chat until they answer. I'm just, I'm just laughing at the chat because they're saying you need to retire from CEO. Yeah. yeah well, after your last one. comment, they're done with you. What did I say? That's what I'm, I not, I'm not repeating it. Uh, in 1992, who won won the Lombardi Award for the best lineman slash best best linebacker for Florida State? In 1992, the Lombardi Award, best lineman or best linebacker? Um, I'm between two. Okay. Um, I think I I think I know, but. Nobody say it in chat. Austin, do you think you know? Um, again, I'm between two. Go. Four seconds. Uh, I'm going to say Derek Brooks, but I don't think two. that's it. I'm going to say Marvin Jones. Yeah. I'll, I'll ding, ding, one. ding. Marvin Jones is the answer. Dustin starts off the season strong. One zip. Look at this. The underdog. The guy that we never expected to start off the season strong is going to have 1-0 oh against him. Why am I the underdog? I knew he the shade here, Brooks. Wow, Austin takes a huge blow to start off week one here in front of fans too. Uh, let's jump in just like the UC, uh, U, uh, what the XFL does. Uh, they interview right away after something bad or good happens. Let's jump into the bad. Austin, what do you have to say about <laughs> losing to Dustin Lewis? Listen, it's been a bad weekend. Between Ojo and now this, I'm like... Oh, God. <laughs> those, those do not compare. No, obviously Ojo. Yeah, Ojo's has his way worse. Um... Austin, you're just showing that you're really competitive, yeah. though. Now chat says yeah. cancel Austin. Yeah. Yeah, I now they're canceled. Miss you, 50. <laughs> uh, Dustin, how do you feel starting off 1-0? and um, it, it, it feels familiar. The familiar, fi- familiar feeling beating Austin happens every week. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, yeah, we'll see. But, guys, that was our FSU trivia. Um, 
Dustin takes a 1-0 lead to start off the season. Uh, we'll jump back into the trivia next week. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for the end of this podcast. Obviously, I want to address our Patreon memberships. We have three tiers that will be launching starting on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The Discord has been blowing up. If you guys aren't in it yet, I highly suggest you guys go join. We now have former Knowles in here. We have we are in the talks of grabbing even more guys. We have Freddie Stevenson in here, um, and we actually have some basketball guys jumping in into Jar- Jarquez Smith. Um, and we we have tons of ideas for for some former Knowles jumping in. Some big time guys. We already got some confirmation of a guy that we were talking about earlier tonight. If you can take a guess. Um, I'll give you a high five, but we, we have a lot of former Knowles coming in too. So the Patreon launches tomorrow on Wednesday, tons of really cool benefits and incentives. I think it's a lot different than any other outlet too. We're bringing in a lot of cool features that nobody else uh, has um, right now on their sites. Uh, so I, I'm really excited about it, but you can go to uh, our Patreon link. We'll be tweeting that out on Wednesday. Uh, really stoked about it. Three tiers, Garnet, Gold, and Chief. And uh, yeah, so that will be our Patreon. As always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. If you're on iTunes, feel free to rate five stars and leave a review. It actually really helps a lot. I promise we're going to be reading off about three of them next week. Uh, it's been just a jam-packed day. Uh, but yeah. Definitely appreciate everybody listening live here in the Discord. Thank you, guys. It feels like Austin's canceled. I'm canceled. Dustin's been canceled throughout like the last three years he's been on this. So we're all canceled. I'm still fighting with these people in the Discord. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> Dustin has we a We welcome long- in legendary graphic designer Adam Zawaki to the podcast. <laughs> Basically, Terry and- Logan's job. <laughs> And we do need to give a shout out. Adam just is going to go ahead and do it himself. Adam Zwaki from Canada did all the branding for our Patreon. So yep. shout out to Adam. Killed it on the on the graphics. Also, he did the uh, the recruiting, the number one class uh, video, and a large assortment of other things. But shout out to Adam. He really deserved it. Um, shout out. He gets it. He gets that. He might get an NG hat too. He might get a dad hat. We'll see. Uh, I deserve one. Yeah. I'd like to shout out. Everyone who else who isn't Fisher. So I yes, just mute, so so, so yeah, I just yeah. mute so I just muted Adam. Um, so <laughs> I see that, bro. <laughs> Bye, Adam. <laughs> no, I gotta bring him back. I gotta bring him back. He's never gonna. Anyone who's not Fisher. <laughs> and I'm back now. Anyone who's not Logan. <laughs> now back to muting. Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys have a great rest of y'all's evening. Big night tomorrow. I'll see you guys on Wednesday, tomorrow, Wednesday <laughs> at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Patreon gets launched. Let's do it. See you guys. <laughs>